We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 179. On this episode, we have some news, and we'll be talking about recent episodes of How I Met Your Mother, The Middle, Modern Family, The Big Bang Theory, Community, The Office, and Parks and Recreation. Yes, we're talking all comedies tonight. Uh, Plus some TV on DVD picks for, at least for me, for what feels like the first time in forever. Um, You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 179. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Uh, Robin Pearson from thetvcritic.org. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, looking forward to it. Robin is... Not our first international guest, but our first non-North American guest Excellent. Ah. on the podcast. I feel very special. <laughs> um, so we warned you ahead of time, so I hope you had some time to think about this. Um, <laughs> it's your first time here. We're going to talk about some things. What, what was it that got you involved in TV or wanting to talk about TV? Was there one show or was it just something that you were interested in your whole life? What was it that got you kind of started in the TV world? Uh, I grew up watching loads of TV, both British and American. Um, but I think it was it was Friends uh, that kind of got me down this path of uh, criticdom. Um, uh, my friends and I loved fr- Friends when we were uh, you know teenagers, and I guess it was the big sitcom for our generation. And as I watched more and more comedies, I kind of thought, you know, I, Friends is, is the one for me. But as it went on and on into its later seasons, I started to wonder why the quality was, you know, declining slightly, you know, before realizing it, it happens to all shows. But <laughs> I ended up uh, writing like an episode guide in my spare time just to kind of chart, you know, how I felt it, it uh, developed over the seasons. And by the time I finished, it was kind of 2006, 2007, and I was really into Lost and of course, suddenly discovered the podcast world where there were about 50 lost podcasts all going on at once. And <laughs> like anyone who sees a crowded marketplace, I thought, well, why not me too? And <laughs> maybe I could write episode guides about other shows. So uh, that was when I launched the TV Critic and have been going at it ever since. So it was uh, a comedy and a drama I would, I would blame for my presence on the internet. Excellent. Well, yeah, I mean, I... Friends is kind of the comedy of our generation, too. It's just, it's funny. I was at a, a bridal shower this weekend, and they did the old thing where it's like, we asked your future husband what show you watch, you know, what you do before you go to bed. And then she said, I watch Friends. Like, there's a mm-hmm. rerun of Friends on every night. Wherever you can look, she finds it. And so I was like, yeah, that's pretty much what we've done for the past 20 years. It's just watch yeah. Friends. Absolutely. So welcome. Welcome. We're glad to have you, and we look forward to chatting with you. Excellent. So we'll jump right into the news. Um, BBC America has renewed Orphan Black for a second season, which I don't know about anybody else, but I'm in love with this show. Yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's going to be back uh, for another season. I'm quite enjoying this, uh, this first season. It's just really, she's so good. She's so good. Um, so that's renewed. HBO has renewed Veep for a third season, also a show that I'm completely in love with. Uh, 
Sundance has renewed Rectify for a second season. Now, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't recorded, but I heard nothing but good things about it. So I look forward to eventually actually watching it. And TNT has renewed Dallas for a third season. And regarding Dallas, I think I'll watch the first three episodes of the new one and uh, haven't watched since. But good for them. Sundance is off to a pretty good start there with their first uh, couple of, uh, uh, you know, sort of scripted series type of things. They had that the the sort of top of the lake miniseries and then now rectify. They're definitely getting trying to get into this uh, the, all these cable networks with with their scripted dramas. Yeah, I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing it when I can because the reviews have been amazing. It's one of those shows I heard nothing about, and then I saw, I think, Jay say something like, oh, it's the best show of the year. I was like, wait a minute. I haven't even heard of it. <laughs> How is that even possible? And then then I found out that Ray McKinnon, who I love, and I love Link Potter from Sons of Anarchy, of course, um, I found out that he was the brainchild behind it. I was just blown away. So we'll see if I actually watch it. It's on the well, DVR. It's, it's one of those that's like, it, it, it's getting good reviews and I want to watch it, but there's yeah. this ever expanding TV landscape that there's just not enough time <laughs> to, to, to get, yeah. like I haven't watched any of Bates motel, uh, which, but I wanted, you know, and I've, I wanted to see that. And there's, you know, a couple other things that have started here, you know, yeah. recently that it just like, it's hard to fit it into the shows that you're already watching. You have to, because there's nothing – I'm already invested in these other shows that I'm not ready to drop yet. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't drop crazy on a lot of shows um, this week. <laughs> so I was very – as I'm going – of course, we're going into like the last month of the shows. So it's not like I gave up on a whole season. But I, there was just some I was like eight episodes behind, so I just got rid of them. Um, what? Which normally I don't do. Like I have a very <laughs> – like completionary, like I need to complete things. So for me to just be like, sorry, eight episodes of Golden Boy, I'm never catching up on you. Like, so you're Sheldon? Stop. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, like, I would call sci-fi about alphas, absolutely. Um, I did, we'll get to it when we talk about the Big Bang Theory, but I saw Craig from Sci-Fi say something where somebody asked something and uh, it was a related to Sheldon and related to the Big Bang Theory. And he's like, well, they have my number. It's like, oh, that's really funny. He actually watches the show. Um, so, yeah. So that's our news. Any other news that's out there? Um, we'll have a lot of news in the next two weeks. This upfronts kind of are fast approaching. Can't believe that they're next week. Uh, but that's exciting. Yeah. The, the official announcements of what will be coming back and what new stuff will be trying to <laughs> vie for our time i'm excited yeah. because like for upfronts coming up because um the shows that i care about are already renewed yeah <laughs> i don't there's nothing else like i'm waiting for so except parks and rec but that's like the only nbc guarantee at this point so we'll see we so must be that. reaching some kind of uh, saturation point with all the the different you know cable networks and, and Amazon and so on launching all these new shows like there'll come a point right where there's not enough people to watch anymore and I think that we're almost seeing that with how ratings across everything has been like we add a couple cable shows in and then suddenly everybody's watching one thing instead of another and all the networks are in decline and yeah we're running out of people <laughs> <laughs> or you have the situations like something as good as Hannibal gets put on but mm -hmm. nobody's 
like willing to even try it out because yeah. they're they're either already you know watching Scandal or Elementary right. uh, on the night, and it just uh, <laughs> but yet you're just like this is such a well done show from all from the writing, the acting, the atmosphere they create with the the way they film it. Uh, it just has pretty much everything except for an right. audience. Yeah. yeah. And if it, if it were on AMC or HBO or something, you know, everyone would be telling everyone, oh, you're going to, you know, in, in a year you'll be watching this on DVD. And yeah, I know it's NBC, <laughs> not the right place to be. Well, I kind of hope that NBC gives it another season yeah. and gives it uh, and then like over the summer just gets DVDs and gets it out there everywhere mm-hmm. for yeah. for people to to get a chance to uh, and see if it can grow uh, an audience in the second season. I think it's worth trying at least. Right. Yeah. All right. So prime time, a lot of comedies tonight. Like I said, um, I'm actually caught up on all of these shows. Comedies for me are always so much easier to catch up on. So I like when I have the opportunity to sit down and kind of veg and watch TV and it's all comedies. How I met your mother Season 8, episode 22, The Bro Mitzvah. I feel like it's weird that season 8, episode 22 was like the first episode this season that I really, I don't know, maybe not the first episode that I enjoyed because this season I have stuck with it and in other seasons I've just not watched a whole season because I was over it. But this episode I just really liked. I thought it was really well done. There was twists and they weren't, completely off the wall i i enjoyed them Thoughts? yeah <laughs> it was <laughs> it was very creative it, it reminded me of the the michael douglas film the game um from back in 97 it's kind of the you know what what do you give the rich guy who has everything like you give him an experience a kind of you know that he'll never forget right um so yeah it was definitely uh clever and full of twists i i did and i love the ending um it's i don't know if it's like something everybody knows about barney i think it was only mentioned in a couple of episodes his his whole thing about the karate kid and uh you know having the having the characters the wrong way around from his point of view but they it, they it really worked for me i had kind of forgotten about the clown hanging around in the background and when he took the makeup off i thought wow that was a really good final moment it was yeah that that worked really well uh i i, I but i like uh, these type of episodes when they you know they they play with these you know different things and uh you know where they're they're talking about you know pulling one over on one of the one of the other groups uh and this is like totally what you would do to barney <laughs> like it's like it would be yeah. like the perfect thing uh to do to him and but i love the stuff like that he thinks you know that the, the karate kid is is the other way around, you know, like from, from his perspective and, uh, and some of those things. And yeah, it, it was one of those that you're like, that has been mentioned before, but like how long ago has, right. like, did that conversation yeah. take place in an episode? And all of a sudden they, they got, uh, you know, both of the, both of the two from the movie to, to guest star on the, the episode. <laughs> it was, it was I love good. Ralph Macchio playing against type two. That was <laughs> That was fun because he's not usually, you know, this party guy who, whatever, he's always thought of as like this great family guy. And I don't know, <laughs> I just like that about it. 
Um, you got to play the douche for the night. And I really feel almost like they've not been using Lily well this season, so she was used limitedly here, and I think that was a good decision. Yeah. I don't know. The whole becoming an art buyer storyline mm-hmm. like came out of nowhere. Like It was one of those... Uh, you know we haven't we haven't used this character in a while. Let's see, let's try and right. find a storyline for for her, and then you know bringing back the captain, eh, which wasn't wasn't like a great character that I was clamoring to see back on the show. Even though I like you know Kyle McLaughlin, not not so not so great. But I definitely in, enjoyed this episode, and as it sets things up going into the uh, you know the final two episodes of the season. Where I'm still, still can't wait to see what it is they're actually going to do. I know. Do you think they're going to tell us who the mother is and find out what next season is going to be? Uh, I see. They've they've dragged it out for so long now. I I can't believe they're going to reveal it. I I feel like they're going to find a way to say, you know, now here's 22 stories you haven't seen from the show, <laughs> and then we'll introduce the mother. I just uh. oh, I just am so ready for it to. If it's, if it's not going to end because they come up with creative stories, fine. But I'm we need to find out more or something about the mother. Like, we need to know who the mother is. That's, yeah. that's well, they, plain and simple. They filmed the reactions, didn't they? That's my understanding of the two kids. Um, and so they clearly always imagined that would be the final scene is whatever yeah. um, whatever Ted tells them. But, like, I, I don't think people would stop watching the show if they revealed who the mother was and just made her a character. I mean, it's been so successful despite being uneven. I don't see right. why they can't do both. I have been saying that for years. I think <laughs> yeah. that, like, since season three, I'm like, I would still want them to tell me who the mother is. And now yeah. we're going into season... Is it officially renewed for a final season? Are they calling it a final season? I don't know. I think so. Because right. I can't imagine that... I mean, they've all agreed to, like, come back for one more, but there's no way they get all of them to come back for an, another season after no. this. I mean, no. I mean, they could drop a ton of money on them, but it's diminishing returns now uh, with, yeah. uh, with yeah. to, to be able to do something like that. That, uh, uh, you know, they're already, I think, probably going to be episodes where characters are very limited in where you see them, or they might even be one of those, like, cable shows where a character disappears for an episode or something like that or, <laughs> or or stuff next year but it's one of those shows that you can't do the way it's been told you can't do it if somebody is like no longer on the show so right exactly yeah we shall see what happens with how i met your mother we're all intrigued it's not, i mean i'm in it for the long haul now i quit for a while there but i'm back we'll see well i guess i can say that depends on how they what they do in the finale but <laughs> I'm in it for right now. Um, the middle season four, episode 21 from Orson with love. This show I think might be my favorite show on TV. Maybe my favorite network show, but like above all other shows that I watched, I love this show. And I think that it's one of the few shows that has consistently for four seasons had hilarious episodes they fly under the radar a little bit because they're not like they don't stunt cast too much. They don't tell more stories than just like a family that's completely off the wall. But it just seems like it's been consistent and I love it and I can't live without it. 
Hey, it's it's nice to talk to someone who actually watches it because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think anyone who I talk to regularly watches it. And I really enjoy it. And it it, it always takes me back to when I was growing up watching TV and it would just right. be like a straightforward family story. And and I'm a real sucker for for both Sue and Axel at this point. Uh, I just think the actors are so good uh, at what they've done. So yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the middle. It just kind of uncomplicated, enjoyable TV. Some of my favorite stories are where Frankie goes a little insane. So for <laughs> her to like like the episode of The Bachelor, that was one of my favorite things, and her obsession with Facebook and Sue being friendly with people and I just she does it so well she goes so crazy so well I just really enjoy it yeah and it's well it all fits in with like you know the the previous episode where she says I'm a mom that's my Mm -hmm. you know that's become my thing now and here she was being a good mom like or (laughs) or trying to be um It's it's very sweet, and I mean, I I really love the Sue character, just the endless oh, optimism. Sue. So whenever Frankie tries to help Sue out, I'm I'm totally in her corner. Yeah, we um. So I've talked to pretty much everybody. Actually, I've talked to the main five, every single one of them. Love them all, and the one thing that we always agree on that always comes up is how like relatable it is. I know families like this. I know my mom is an exasperated mother of three. Like I know. <laughs> this family and so you know it's one of those shows you can kind of sit back and watch and be like oh yeah that happened to my dishwasher oh yeah you know like these are things that i just love love them. yeah i mean that that is a, it's a nice contrast to lily uh you know and how about your mother getting her fantasy art job versus right. you know a show where yeah the dishwasher doesn't work and there's nothing we can do about it right exactly so, I mean, I don't really have much more to say about the middle other than I'm loving it. And I really think people, if you have fallen off the wagon or whatever, you need to be watching it because it's just hard. It's, it's not steered me wrong yet. And Eden Cher is amazing. Yeah, I, she really is. I'll, I'll be very interested to see what happens when Axel uh, supposedly goes off to college. Yeah, me over, too. Uh, over a modern family, of course, they they brought Haley back, which slightly disappointed me because I thought, huh, this is you know, this is good. Life moves on, and the kids move out. But I don't know whether they'll try and keep Axel around. I and I hope that they keep it true that like he visits because I feel like he's the kind of character that they can have. You know, he doesn't need to have all the other four characters with him. He can have a storyline yeah. on his own and still report back and still be you know exasperated by his parents and things like that. So. Fingers crossed forever. I mean, it's not officially renewed, but it's great. It's doing better ratings in season four than it was in like season one. So, um, yeah. so I have no fears about the middle. Um, Modern Family season four, episode twenty-one, Career Day. You know, I don't like Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not a secret. I really, I think it was the worst decision to recast her because. This one has no charisma, but I feel terrible saying that about a child, but she really, <laughs> she has no charisma. Um, so I don't love when stories are, like, about her. Other than that, it was a fun episode. Yeah, I, it, especially when all the other children have very defined personalities and kind of wisecrack, to have her be, like, sort of completely unbelievably wise beyond her years. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it, it just really grates at times. Um, yeah, they give her some. They give her some funny lines. But yeah, yet, 
she just kind of you know says them right and there's not a, there's not a a, a whole lot uh, uh behind it i don't know it it doesn't yeah it doesn't always work uh but i in this one i really like the you know i always like stuff that revolves around phil and yeah. and <laughs> phil and his you know his other realtor nemesis is that they've you know they've had him in the last few episodes or whatever it's been uh it, it's been pretty funny uh, I mean I love Rob Riggle in general <laughs> yeah he does like just enough to to throw off his presentation and and uh he's got the the gill pickles and it, just so over the top but yet completely funny though only yeah. Phil could think to that video <laughs> I mean, it was so ridiculous, and his pop, you know, his skater joie, oh my god, I just, <laughs> he's so funny, Ty Burrell is so funny. Yeah, and he's so, Phil as a character, he's so all in on anything, yeah. the, the, the dynamic with Gil is good, because he's taking it so seriously, when, you know, like Jay, in that situation, would just be like, meh, you know, right. annoying guy yeah. at work. So yeah, he's 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 so good at that. <laughs> Jay's story about this guy had a bunch of hats. <laughs> oh, and what my happened? God. Oh, well we got him in the closet. <laughs> yeah. I I really liked him narrating his story and he's like I've got nothing so he's like he gripped the hamburger. He looked at it. He ate it. It's like, yeah. Brilliant. I love I love Ed O'Neill and Rico together. Like Manny's a character that's starting to get on my nerves a little bit because he's so whatever Manny is but when he's with Jay I just I don't know I just enjoy it so much yeah I I sort of uh I got way behind on uh on Modern Family and I uh I binge watched over the weekend <laughs> and caught up <laughs> so I have like so many things floating around in my head <laughs> about the about the show because I watched like 11 episodes over the weekend. Uh, oh, wow. To, uh, I was, I, I didn't realize I'd been recording them and apparently I'd been watching, you know, other stuff that I've been recording, but for some reason I hadn't been, and, uh, and I hadn't watched, I hadn't watched all the way back to January. Like I had them recorded all the way, wow. all the way back to January. I was surprised too that I had that many, but then it just was, uh, you know, I watched a handful of them and then, a little bit later, I watched another handful of them. It seems like a lot, but they're only like really like twenty minutes long <laughs> without it's the true. commercials. It's true. I watched a lot of Arrested Development this weekend, so I understand. So it it, it goes by uh, relatively quickly, but there's just a a lot of so many things floating around <laughs> in my head about uh, what happened what, in what, what what's happening. But yet, there's I can say that I got you know there's a couple of really good laughs in like every episode. And right. uh, and then a lot of other humorous stuff that goes uh, that goes on, and uh, I think they do what they do really well. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but when yeah. they don't do something really well, they they kind of fail epically too. Because sometimes episodes are just not funny, and they fall on I don't know. They just I, it's not that they're trying to be too adventurous, or maybe they focus too much on Cam or something. Because I don't love Cam, but. I don't know. They can fail pretty hard too. I mean, they they use very familiar or recycled plots a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. 
And mm -hmm. sometimes they're just the actors are just good enough or the lines are just good enough that you just laugh along anyway. But I think, as you say, when when you're not laughing, you're like, wow, this is this is a really tired story from 1982. Right. And you've seen <laughs> it all before. Exactly. Exactly. Modern Family shape up. Um, other than that, I don't really have much to complain to say about it. Uh, which is new because I complain about everything. But <laughs> here's the show. Okay. Yeah, Emery hasn't hated anything yet, everybody. <laughs> and I, to, to be honest, I haven't hated any. I'm not going to hate any of seven. I have some nitpicks with a few of the shows. So the Big Bang Theory. Um, season six, episode 22 with the Proton Resurgence. I do love Bob Newhart. I love him. I just didn't love this episode at all. I really liked Bob Newhart in it. I mean,. It's it's the same stuff that Bob Newhart's been doing for, forever, but forever. it's still exactly. funny, and he still has great delivery and timing, and the way they wrote it, he had most of the good lines throughout the episode. Right. The The thing that I didn't like about this episode is every once in a while, they make Penny really, really stupid. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. <laughs> there's, there's times where... You get it. She's not a genius and she's, not, you know, not a scientist like the rest of these people, but she's not a total moron. Right. Yet in this episode, she's a total moron with the, the questions about the, you know, the potato, uh, you know, powering a clock and and right. all these different things. It was just like those are the times where you're just like they're, you know, they only did it to try and go for a joke. Right. It just felt so it, – it wasn't quite as funny because it just felt like, okay, now they're just making her really stupid just to do right. these jokes. And you're like, is she you – because know, it, it did – although the, the great <laughs> line from Bob Newhart is like, so what do you two talk about? <laughs> you know? It's true. Just, um, Do you remember when yeah. uh, she um, didn't like Buffy? <laughs> I did not like her. <laughs> My thing with that is, I actually saw somebody else saying like, "There's Coco being used as like the body," because even in the one, like she's not, she's a funny, funny woman, and she can do like actual comedy. And I feel like they're relying too much on her looks or her stupidity, and then it doesn't really resonate. Oh, they, I mean, they, they took like four seasons to let her have like one commercial, like, you know, for her supposed acting career. Like they, they've, they've always kind of used her just to stand there and, you know, be the contrast. They, they, they've not really given her character that much to do. And I agree with you. Like she can play, play comedy just fine. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like I thought Bob Newhart was great. I was actually <laughs> slightly surprised that he was still acting. Um, but I felt like they gave him basically the same punchline like 20 times. Like, you know, he kind of, sure. you know, he, he gives them the look like, are you, are you for real? Are you serious? And they kind of just kept hitting it over and over again, um, which kind of made for a dull episode by the end. But, but it was nice to see him. Right. It was nice to see him. And, and it's a big get for them too, because he's not doing all the stuff anymore. Cause he is 80 something and he's not, you know, he doesn't want to do that too much acting, but, um, so it was a big gift for them and good for them, but it's just like, it's things like this where I start to think, somebody mentioned something about how does the Big Bang Theory do it? Like, 
why do they get so many people watching? Why do they get a big get like Bob Newhart? Why do they get, you know, George Takei after he says he's not doing any more acting? Like, things like that. Or Leonard Nimoy. Like, why is this show, the show that people gravitate towards, and why is it so high rated, highly rated, when there's so many other shows that are just funnier and smarter and consistent? I don't understand. I watch the show. I don't dislike the show. It's never a show that I'm like, I hate this show. A lot of comedies like Girls, I don't like. I don't get it. I just don't get why it's, I guess it's because it, I mean, I'm answering my own question, but I guess it's because it's so like broad, mm-hmm. but then it gets too broad. They have gone more broad as the seasons have, have gone on, but that's, I think that's the reason is they, it is relatively consistently funny and easy to watch. Yeah. You don't, while there is some jokes in there that may be for, you know, the geek crowd or or you know some some something like that for the most part all the jokes are things that you can get just sitting there uh listening to it you don't even really need to watch uh there's you know there's so many other shows where you know if you're watching a community parks and rec to a little bit of an extent but some of those things where you need to be watching because some of the joke is what you're seeing uh, not just uh, yeah. The Big Bang Theory is. I've <laughs> I've always maintained from its beginning that it's basically two and a half men. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the same. That they may not go quite as far into the you know the sexual innuendo and you know sex jokes as two and a half men does, but a lot of the jokes still revolve around <laughs> that type of subject matter, and it's the same type of setup punchline type of delivery the way that it's written and i i it just uh you know revolves around uh you know this other set of uh characters and the way that it began i think it draws in both you know sort of the the people that are into the sci-fi stuff and all that type of thing and then also just the general comedy the audience general public yeah you know the people that watch mike or the people that watch mike and molly and the people that watch community, you know, type of comedies, they're all watching Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's that's a good way to put it. That's true. Yeah, and the the comparison with Two and a Half Men is is very appropriate because I think that may be part of it is is the Chuck Lorre machine, you know, that he, he makes these shows. He he knows how to, as you say, keep them broad and mass appeal and cheap to make. So they may, they may yeah. have the budget the budget yeah. to get you know good stunt casting when they need to. So Big Bang Theory, I didn't mean to like complain and say it shouldn't be watched because I am watching it, but that's our <laughs> thoughts on the Big Bang Theory. Um, here's another show that I think should go away, not because I don't like it. I've always watched it. I've never disliked it. I just don't love it. Community, season four, episode 12, Heroic Origins. A fine episode. Fine. I don't think it's as terribly different from what it used to be because Dan Harmon's gone. It's fine. If it ends, I won't be sad. If it continues, I won't be sad. That's about it. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I felt similarly about this particular episode. Uh, I, often with Community, I find it more interesting than funny. Um, mm. That you know that it's a, it's a really interesting idea, and they, with both sets of creative teams, have pulled off some really interesting stories and. Um, you know, I enjoyed the the idea of all their origins clicking, but 
I didn't feel it really said much. I didn't get to the end and think anything different of the group or feel, mm -hmm. you know, any kind of emotional resonance from that, the way they told that story. So I, I kind of thought, huh, that was nice, but so what? Right, so what? That's a good reaction. That's what I have all the time to the show. So I think what? as this season began, I didn't really, I was one that came out and said, I don't really see the difference, like, mm -hmm. for the most part. But I think as the season's gone on, I see the difference uh, mm. between mm. where an episode like this, like you said, it doesn't say, you know, it doesn't really say anything. Whether the episode would have been good or funnier or something like that, if Dan Harmon was behind it, it would have said something. Mm. It, there would have been, well, I would say, you know, over the, the, the I would, I'd still maintain that over the course of the thing, over the course of community, that there's like five outstanding episodes, a bunch of really good episodes, and like ten really terrible episodes, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and that if you went with this season, that there would be, you know, probably a similar uh, number of, ep you know, percentage-wise, you know, it would still come out, the, you know, the same. That's why I, it still sort of does feel the same. Uh, but I think that an episode like this sort of was I, – I liked it. I think they did a really good job of tying all these things together and tying in all the characters, you know, including the Dean and, mm -hmm. and, uh, it was really good, but there wasn't a lot that was funny in it. I mean, they tried to be funny with the way that they looked, uh, you know, trying to, you know, with Annie with braces and, and, and stuff in high school and Britta with her, colored hair and, and piercings and stuff. And uh, the, the things that I thought were funny were some of the sight gags mm -hmm. of like when they were at the, the courthouse that the pictures on the wall behind them uh, for citizen of the month were all Annie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah. they, they were all, uh, you know, stuff like that. I thought was, you know, but the, again, like I said, you have to be, this is the type of comedy that you still have to pay attention to. You have to be watching to catch uh, some of what's supposed to be funny. Um, I also never like Natasha Leggero, ever. So even if she's in a scene for like five minutes, she was the one who played the stripper. I just don't like her. Um, <laughs> so I never, I kind of tune out when she's involved. Uh, but I just, I, I, I could talk until I'm blue in the face about this show and how it's not, you know, it's not going to make or break my life if it is or isn't around. And I feel like some people are so invested in it. And I get that. I get being invested in a show and thinking it's the greatest thing ever because I watched Alias through season five. Okay? Like, I even gave season five a chance. But I just, I mean, maybe it's better that the show just ends so I can hear people, like, I can stop hearing people complain about how it's not what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is, is, is if it does get canceled, you're going to have people complaining that it got canceled. But right now you're having people complain that it's not the same as it used to be. Right. And then, you know. <laughs> and Dan Harmon's not coming back. So it's not like it's suddenly no. going to change and it's suddenly going to go back to how it was. It it uh, just remains such a baffling decision because it, if, if the idea was, well, at least we'll keep the community fans happy, they found the one way to keep the show and not keep them happy. So exactly. just to know exactly. what they would think. Yeah, yeah, there's enough of the core audience that, that sees the difference I still think that the difference is really, though, only in a couple episodes. Yeah. It's only in really a handful because there's only a few episodes that really went 
someplace. There's ones that tried to go someplace and <laughs> and were an epic fail, you know, and those had Dan Harmon's handprints on those as well. So right. it's not like everything, not like every episode that he ever touched was gold. Exactly. But I think that this season has been perfectly fine. I think that in a couple of episodes that could have been, you know, more uh, possibly had Dan Harmon had his fingerprints on it. Uh, sure. But I think some of the some of the episodes that would have failed would have failed anyways. Uh, you know, maybe some of the episodes would have been completely different because uh, he would have had different ideas or something like that. But I, I go back to like the puppet episode. Some people seem to really like the puppet episode. I didn't get the puppet episode. Like <laughs> I, I get the Dean bringing them all hand puppets, but why is there a transition to when they're talking with the hand puppets to now you see everything with full on puppets, like previous episodes that have gone into like into an animated or into, you know, the claymation, you know, or something like that. It was, somebody was dreaming it or, you know, there was, there was a way that they got to it. This was just like, Hey, let's do some puppets. Cause we haven't done that yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's to me where you f you find it feels a little bit different uh, with Dan Harmon not behind the the episodes. Yeah. So, community, whatever happens, I mean, who really cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here's a show. <laughs> Moving on to a show that's ending. And, I mean, I'm happy it's ending because it just needs to go. But The Office, Season 9... Episode 21, Live in the Dream. Listen, I cry. Was this the episode I cried? This was the episode I cried in. Now I'm a crier. Everybody knows that. But The Office has been just ridiculous. And their treatment of Jim and Pam, for the sake of a resolution to their storyline, has just been horrific. And I don't understand how all of a sudden they're lovey-dovey and Jim and Pam again, because it just feels wrong. But when Andy, when Ed Helms was singing I Will Remember You, and the cast was reacting like... Not as actors, but you could tell that they were reacting to this, like, being one of their final scenes, and it got me. I cried, and the episode was fine. I just, it should have ended a while. It should have ended with Goodbye, Michael. Like, yeah. but I digress. What are your thoughts <laughs> on The Office? <laughs> um, I, I'm really not happy with uh, what's happened to Andy, so I was kind of like, thank goodness it's over. Um, yeah. I mean, they've they've kind of rewritten his character a couple of times, but just this last version where it's like he's still sort of hapless, but he's also a bit of a a hole. Right. <laughs> I was just I just felt like no, you're just making that up. Like that was never him. He was always kind of innocent and and pleasant, and now you're trying to make me dislike him and turn him into you know a a different version of Michael. So it's I found that quite painful most of this season what they've done with him. And Great. and obviously Ed Helms is a talented guy, but uh, just watching him flip flop back and forth in this episode, I was like, no, just just go, please. Right. And I was happy for Dwight, and because he has tried for so long, and you know that is it is good that he's trying to you know he's finally sure it's kind of by default because nobody's left, but um, hmm. um and he did shoot a gun that time, but <laughs> I just. I don't know. And I love Michael Imperioli. Like, Michael Imperioli is one of my favorite people, period, let alone actors on TV. And so it was nice to see him just kind of show up as the sensei. Um, 
so it, it was an okay episode. It was fine. I just, I'm so sad at how, like, they've tried, like, they basically have torn things apart just to bring them back, like, so that they could end with, like, Jim and Pam happy, so they had to have them fighting for the majority of their final season. Like, I don't know. It yeah, just, and just I, feels- it does, and I, I kind of thought, oh, right, they're, they're all happy again. Like, that's kind of a mature resolution. Like, they, they realized that they were, you know, they were losing the marriage and now they're back together. And then at the end of the episode, it's like, no, we're back to the big dilemma. Right. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I'm not sure I want to see that particularly. Which I never, like, the, that, the final scene in this week's episode where Pam has overheard um, them talking about it, I never got the sense that either Jim or Pam didn't understand the other person. Like, I know Jim was uh, like knew that Pam was upset he kept having to go to to Philly, and I know Pam was upset or knows that Jim like doesn't want to always be in Scranton. So I never got the sense that they didn't know like, what the issue was. So to have that scene there and Pam to overhear Jim say like I can't do it to Pam and see that she's maybe realizing that oh Jim's gonna throw his life away like that, I, I never took it to like Pam not understanding. So now it's a completely different story. Like, did Pam not understand why Jim what I don't understand. That's my problem. I don't understand what they've been writing these characters to do. I just don't get it. I, I feel like they've never explained what what Jim does at his company or what his company does. So that Exactly. Like, you know, we can guess, but yeah, that final pitch, it was like, we're gonna go west, we're gonna pitch, we're gonna be gone for three months, and it was like, okay, what Doing happens what? if Jim's Yeah, and what happens if Jim says no? Does he is, is that him out of the company or can someone else step in and right. so yeah it wasn't clear what Pam was supposed to think of that uh, and now I mean I don't get like the stupid little things like Aaron getting mad at Pam and Jim because Pam doesn't want to have a double date like mm. I don't know but I would watch I would watch seasons upon seasons of Oscar and Angela living together and raising a baby <laughs> I would watch that till till it was run to the ground in season 9 like yeah but well that that's the least he can do for her, I guess, at this yeah. point. Ugh. I don't know. It's just so funny that it was such a... I mean... I, it was such a favorite show of mine. And now it's just... I'm actually happy to see it go, which is terrible. I wouldn't... Yeah. Like, you know, five years ago, I would never have been like, ah, oh, the office is ending, finally. Like, that's just... Oh, I just could never envision that happening. And now I'm like, go ahead, go away. Yeah, I and I think I think the documentary format does not does not suit like uh, a formula comedy because when they started trying to replace Michael, the right. fact that it's all filmed like it's real life made it seem faker. That's kind of my problem with the Andy story, yeah. um, where you might you might get away with it on Modern Family or on um, The Big Bang Theory or something. You might go, ah, well, you know, you're used to the sitcom formula, but with with the camera staring in someone's face. I right. just think you you're kind of more exposed to it, and I agree. Once Michael was gone, it would it went downhill quickly. So the office. What do we have? Two, three episodes left. Two episodes left. And listen, yeah. that's not to say I'm not going to cry my eyes out at the finale <laughs> because <laughs> I know I'm going to. Uh, so it's just an example. Like ER was on for 15 years. I probably only watched until Lucy died in like season five, but I watched yeah. that finale and cried my eyes out. That's oh, just what it, I do. So. You always think like, oh, but it's the end. It's the end exactly. of an era. You don't want it even when it's there. Yeah. 
I'm just thinking back to my brother and I thinking about the Lost finale. We were sitting in my apartment and <laughs> I just turned to him at one point and both he and I just had tears streaming down our face just like from start to finish. And I know <laughs> that's how I'm going to be at the office finale. So I'm just accepting it now and I'm just preparing. I'm going to get a box of tissues and just be okay. <laughs> so that's the office. Yeah, I haven't been watching this season. I started to watch at the beginning of the season, but it was one of those that quickly got dropped off the <laughs> the list uh-huh. of things because I was just like, you know, it turns out I don't really care right. so much uh, <laughs> into this anymore. I will watch, you know, the finale, uh, but just, you know, to see how they they do end it. But it's gone on so long that, you know, the the idea I've always thought of for, you know, since it's filmed as a documentary, you know, more so than any of these other faux documentary ones where it's actually supposedly being filmed as a documentary. Right. That a finale would be like to actually put out the, a, the documentary, you know, <laughs> like, right. yeah. you know, to actually do a documentary. But now it's been like so long that it it's almost become unbelievable that a documentary crew would film an office for a documentary for eight years, you know? Exactly. And so, and if you'd put it down into a documentary, you'd really have to cut a lot of what's, of what's gone on. But, uh, I don't know. I'm definitely interested to see what they do for the finale though. Sorry. So Jason, have you, have you missed the fact that they are telling you like that the documentary is coming out within, in the show? Yeah. I mean, I mean, right. But it, it just seems like, I've always thought that that's where they should go, but as the seasons went on, it just seems like a less good idea, you know. Like if it went like five years or something like that, that even seems a little long for filming an office, but yet people do strange documentaries sure. uh, type of things. But more or less, something like this would be more of something where you would you would decide you're going to do – a documentary about office life, you know, you might film for a year you know, or something. Right, exactly. Get. Or if you found something very interesting in it that you could go off from, you might film longer. But uh, now it just has started to feel uh, more preposterous where the other shows that are doing the faux documentary, the only reason they're doing it is so they can do talking head segments. You right, know? And exactly. But there's, there's no there's no real sense that there's ever going to be something at the end, you know, that somebody's actually yeah. doing it. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I had, I had high hopes that Greg Daniels returning for the final season would be good. I don't think it has been, but we'll watch the finale and report back. Um, speaking of shows with faux uh, documentary, that's not an actual documentary, but they can do talking heads. Parks and Rec <clears throat> season five, episode 22. Are you better off? I love when a show has, like, guest stars from the season come back. Partially because I love seeing Jason Schwartzman in anything. Um, so it's nice to have him back. And I just love that this is a show that just calls back all of their, like, they're building this town. You really know the townspeople, and you really understand, like, there's people in there for five seconds. Like, that husband and wife who didn't like the sex education. Like, you've seen them in two episodes, but you know them. And that's part of the reason I just love Parks and Rec. It started off as something that was supposed to be like a spin-off, so to speak, of The Office, and it just becomes so much more. Yeah, I really liked having all the all the stories from the season come back to pay off. 
because um, it, it really did seem believable that the, t- that the town would form some sort of coalition against Leslie telling them all to live healthier and exactly. uh, you know, educate people <laughs> and all these things. So, yeah, and, and I was wondering because uh, Parks has kind of gone from a show that kept you kept thinking, well, it's going to get cancelled to, to being like guaranteed renewal for NBC. And um, they've clearly set all this up like they know where they're going next season, which is good because right. I thought maybe they were drifting a little bit because everything had gone so well for Leslie but it seems like this will be the new challenge next year right I love it yeah I think it's uh it's pretty funny because they've they've gone at this uh government trying to take care of you against people that want less government type of idea but they've gone at it in such absurd extremes that you kind of I don't know you when you're when you're talking about it's like yeah I'd be for less government but then a 520-ounce drink is really stupid, you know, <laughs> like, right. exactly. uh, But I, I, I just like the stuff in the, in the episode, like you said, with all these different people coming back. Like the guy that, that pops up and complains that he's late to work because there was going right. to be a punch burger right across the street from his house. But now he has to drive 10 minutes out of his way. And he uh, works at home. And he works at home. <laughs> and right. was, that, was, that was so good. Uh, all the different things that they had popping back up where in one sense you're like, yeah, I agree that government shouldn't be intruding on our lives, but these people are, I, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think there should be a punch burger on every corner either, you know, type right. of thing. Uh, I, uh, I love the pregnancy storyline, by the way. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a great like, son of a bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> I love him so much. I like when, he shows up at Anne's office and she's like, what do you want, Bert? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, they go through the whole investigation, but I also like Andy, Andy's re- reaction at the end. When, so perfect that she realizes what is going on. You know, this is a show where the Anne and the um, Andy, you kind of started and they're like, why were they ever together? But you see that she does stupid things like play his partner or his assistant, whatever you want to call her, because she enjoys doing stupid things like that, too. So it makes sense that they were forever together. Um, but God, he's just so funny. So fun. and then how, how quickly he turns on a dime when he thinks that it's he thinks it's April. Congratulations. Like, he's just so supportive no matter what it is, even if his wife didn't tell her that she's pregnant. I just oh, I loved it. And again, so. they they've set it up for next season you can just mm-hmm. imagine now ron at you know birthing class and you know trying to baby proof his house and you know <laughs> you can just see it all all being really funny i just think that they use lucy lawless in such a great way too that she wasn't overused because she is a funny lady and i just think that it's i'm so excited for what happens next mm. so yeah so that's i mean that's all i really i could go on about parks and rec and how much i love it and adore it for just days, but I won't do that. Um, so, what do you think the uh, the Thursday night lineup for NBC is going to be? I saw someone suggesting that The Voice was going to move to Thursday. <laughs> I don't know. That's so. That would be. If what they are going to do like Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday? That would be probably Wednesday, Thursday. Because if they have two comedies, like because really Parks and Rec is the only guaranteed comedy of the seven comedies they have. Well, they have the Michael J. Fox show oh, right. coming. That's definitely going to to be there. I don't know. That'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be weird though. Like 
all of a sudden now they're using the voice to prop up what used to be their strongest night. I know. Overall. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's so, so strange to think of what, what used to be like parks and rec that, you know, go on going to be back and Michael J. Fox, like, you know, are they, are they going to pick up a community for like another 13 episode season to use if something else, you know, that they do pick up, you know, fails that they can just throw it on there. Cause they might get a, a really good deal from Sony. Right. It's a, uh, it's, they're they're in an they're in such an interesting spot because they really have nothing. Well, but they have what what's funny though is they have nobody watching. But Parks and Rec right. is one of the top comedies on TV right now. Hannibal is outstanding. Parenthood is one of the best dramas on TV. Oh, but so nobody glad that was removed for a full but season. Nobody, nobody watches it. They have you know while Revolution hasn't lived up to what you know you sort of hoped it might be. It still has maintained a solid audience for them. Uh, they have the voice. Uh, the The problem is, is that the stuff that they do have that is really good, nobody's watching that either. You know, <laughs> they're in such a strange position. Yeah, it, it's it's weird that you know Hannibal can't get an audience almost because it's NBC and people kind of are like, exactly. no, there's nothing, there's nothing on there. Um, yeah, I could see Go On being paired with the the Michael J. Fox thing because then I imagine them promoting, you know, Matthew Perry and Michael J. Fox. You know, right. like people you know, people you like, please come and watch. Uh, exactly. <laughs> that would oh make sense. Fair. <laughs> I just think we were talking about Friends when this all started. Like, so many people were watching NBC, and now they're just not. And I just the the amazing thing is to think if you think back that far that the ratings of Friends and Seinfeld were so high that the shows that they put between the two and after, you know, there was a, a huge turnover of and things tried in all those different time slots to try and find things to pair with those, that those things, <laughs> those things that got canceled then are, have like two, three, even four times the audience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're watching, yeah. we're even watching those shows just, you know, uh, a little over a decade ago, uh, that's how much things have changed with the way people watch TV and the whole thing with the ratings and and all that stuff is the network's got to start looking at more than being just a I don't know. I, I still don't think I mean, Hannibal is that interesting case where people say there's nothing, you know, all the interesting shows, uh, you know, that have, you know, some grit to them, some heft to them are on cable now. Right. And there there's nothing like that on network. And then something like that gets put on network and then nobody watches it except if you look at the ratings for Hannibal, they'd be seriously respectable numbers for any cable network. <laughs> exactly. Like, just... You know, if if you look at at you know, the shows that are out there on the the cable networks that are for the most part that are considered hits, 5 million at the high end is a good number. You know, for things like Sons of Anarchy and, uh, you know, a lot of the hit shows on USA pull in, you know, around three, three plus million. Uh, you know, the the Walking Dead is like the, you know, the extreme, you know, or but then you have stuff on cable that gets a huge audience like Rizzoli and Isles, which is, a, you know, pretty much a straight up procedural with, you know, a slight little twist to it. Uh, but 
it doesn't have nearly the interesting characters that like the closer did and that had you know high ratings but for the most part you're talking five million or less and so it's one of those things that's hard to do you're like you want network to have these more gritty shows but overall <laughs> there's not really uh i mean look at the ratings for things that have gotten picked up like bates motel and vikings and and a lot of these shows that have come out this year they're all in the you know two three million you know type right. range and because i i heard uh i was listening to the uh uh another podcast um the ign uh the, the their tv podcast and uh roth cornett on that was talking about hannibal and how she doesn't get the genre, you know, people not watching something like Hannibal when there's other things that are that quality wise aren't quite as good on cable that are considered hits. And I, I say, yeah, that's true. But if you look at the ratings for Defiance, Warehouse 13, uh, you know, how many people watch Doctor Who or Orphan Black or all of these shows that are getting, you know, renewed or have been on for multiple seasons. Mm hmm. Less people are watching all of those into you know on an individual basis than are watching Hannibal right now. So I know it's, it's disappointing, and so you can't really compare. It's not it's not one of those things that you can really compare uh, to cable. the The way they do things, uh, the cost that goes into these things is completely different. Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, it's. Just I will weird. never understand how ratings do or don't work. I, I just never know. understand how people pick what they're going to watch sometimes and not watch and how some very quality shows don't get sampled early on and, and, and get canceled. And then people say there's nothing good on. And you're just like, no, there's been lots of good stuff on and there's lots of really good stuff on right now. There's almost too much really good stuff on uh, right now, but yet stuff that's not as good in some cases does get, you know, uh, like, Somebody talked about, you know, maybe it's, it is too violent for network. And I'm like, have you seen Criminal Minds? Oh, I know. It's not nearly as good a show as what they're doing on Hannibal, but it's just as violent in what they show and depict on that as what they do on Hannibal. But yet, you know, twice as many people watch Criminal Minds on a weekly basis than are watching Hannibal. Ugh. I don't know. I will never understand it, but... That's just that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> conversation uh, for another podcast. I'm moving on to TV on DVD. Uh, so we, I haven't picked. I just noticed that you wrote Army again in the email. Um, my name is nah, Army. I did. <laughs> it's Amory. On the um, bottom, I spelled it right my, at the top. That's fine. My pick for TV on DVD this week is the complete series of that '70s show, because. I mean, sure, it had some later episodes that were terrible, like when Topher Grace wasn't on the show. But on the whole, that show still makes me laugh anytime I watch a rerun. So that's my pick. I just want to say that however I type your name, it shows up as being misspelled. And so I don't necessarily... I know, not a real name. <laughs> so I don't necessarily notice all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but anyways, my pick is... Uh, is uh, Dexter season seven, uh, which was a really, really good season after what was probably their worst season, you know, in season six, where season six was the season where you're just like, okay, it's gone on too long. And then season, then you have season seven, you're like, oh, well, maybe it hasn't. Right. 
but yeah, definitely, definitely a season worth checking out. Uh, you know. And Robin, uh, I will go for the complete series of Third Rock from the Sun, which I that show. <laughs> yeah, definitely in the early days, um, I, I really loved um, just the the whole concept of aliens discovering Earth uh, led to endless comic potential, and uh, you can go back and see what. The early days of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, now in every major film yeah. <laughs> out he in the cinema. He had gross, stringy hair, <laughs> and uh, and Kirsten, is that her name, Kirsten Nelson? Kirsten, no, Kirsten Nelson is from Psych. Um, that girl that I know her name, and I'll remember her name when I, I don't know, she's on the X's now. Kirsten Johnson, that's right. I loved her as Sally in that show. I loved her. Um, so yeah, so I, I was just saying before we started recording that I just got all of the seasons on DVD, not like the complete series set. I have each individual series. Um, and I'm very looking forward to a rewatch because I love it. And I would say that if you like the neighbors at all, I love the neighbors. Listen, that you should go back and watch 30 and, watched, and have never watched third rock. You should go back and watch third rock. Watch every single episode of The Neighbors, and I hope it comes back. <laughs> That's where I stand on The Neighbors. Um, but anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so next week, our guests will be Daryl Darnell from the Revolution Podcast, podcast and Jason Kabassi, Kabassi from the Walking Dead cast. Um, you can find links to the news stories and DVDs we talked about, where you can find Robin and his podcast online, and more in the show notes, like I said, at tvtimes3.com slash 179. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the shows we covered this week. Uh, comments, voicemail on the site. Send an email to feedback at tvtimes3.com. Leave us feedback on iTunes. You know the drill. Um, and Thomas Blake sent a feedback, a feed, a female, no, an email. He sent a feedback, feedback did he? <laughs> yeah. My God. It's, it's late. I'm like, it's late. And I'm thinking about Robin. It's not late for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 645. Um, so thank you to Thomas for your email on the following on Revolution. And um, our music today was provided by IODA PromoNet, and the song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. Thank you to Robin for being here. Thank you for having me. We hope to talk to you again soon. And I ate dinner already because I got home works home early, so I don't have to say I got to eat. But I do have to go to my brother's show, which is an hour away, and I really don't want to drive there. So that's how my night's going. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and on that delightful note. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.